My voice is a little scratchy in this one. I'm not going to sound like the the pristine porcelain doll that I normally do. What happened? I think it's because I went out last night to a function and talked for literally, like, obje- like unironically, like, two hours straight of just me speaking. Mm, that's why you're so good at podcasting. Yeah, perhaps I should have saved all that podcasting energy for actually podcasting instead of just talking at the function last night no matter <laughs> i don't think i sound that bad like you can hear it you when sound I laugh. pretty normal yeah there's a, there's a little wheeze but it's okay um you know what I'm you have that sexy rasp i'm so tough yeah i have that sexy rasp where i sound like uh gwen from total drama island yeah that that bitches go crazy for the me. little vocal fry yeah i'm gonna tell a story but before that um welcome to episode four of brain fraud what's the story Was I supposed to say something? No. I mean, I thought that you might say, like, hi, my name's Lex. Oh, my name is Lex. Oh, my name's Lavender. We um, never introduce our names, do we? Yeah, we've done it. We did it in the first two, and then we didn't in the third one. And then someone texted me and said, and asked me a question after they listened to episode three as if I was you. Oh. And I was like, oh, I can't. I mean, I don't. I can't really speak to that because oh. it's Lex. And they were like, I don't really know which person is which on this podcast. Anywho, the story I was going to tell you, based on the, the little, like, sexy raspiness, is that um, right when I moved to L.A., I lost my voice. Um, you'll, you'll remember. That was a couple months ago. And um, I went to a show at a venue. Um, I, it was, like, a masked show, so I wore my mask when I was inside anytime. And I met a couple people, and I talked to a couple people, and I had a supremely raspy voice the entire time. Um, and like people, it's like, "Oh, like your voice is so interesting." And I'm like, "Thanks." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not. I mean, I didn't say it's not my voice because I was like riding the raspy voice clout high for a little bit. Um, I saw someone at Lesbian Goth Night that I had seen at that function. And they came up to me and they said hello to me. And the first time I opened my mouth and talked, I like, I can't say for certain that the confusion came over them, but there were signs. They were like, that's not what I remember you sounding like. Maybe they were like, congratulations on your surgery. (laughs) I had the fry removed from my vocal cords. If you want to be a valley girl, you have to put the fry back in. Fuck. I shouldn't have gotten it taken out in the first place. <laughs> Doctor, reverse this. <laughs> Scratch that. Reverse it. <laughs> um, there's something I kind of want to talk about uh, that kind of came up last night um, when I was out and about at a, at a like a dolls function, and that's what what we and my polycule used to call the small trans world. Mm-hmm. That being that, originally the way it was intended. Um, was that like when you're in a physical trans community, they're so tight knit and they can be so insular and they're often so small that everyone knows everyone. Nobody is more than one or two steps removed from someone. Mm -hmm. And it would come up in our polycule a lot because like someone would start talking to a new girl on Grindr and they'd be like, hey, check this girl out. She's really cool. And like 
at least two of the three of the rest of us would have a story like yeah we hooked up like a year ago or like yeah we've like been instagram mutuals forever and flirt constantly it's like that was kind of the nature of being in an all doll polycule in a community like we had that physical encounter quite a bit which was like shorthanded to this is the small trans world i don't know if it's that way with t-boys um i think it could be but i haven't actually i was supposed to go to like a trans guy printmaking event tonight but then like i didn't want to because my friend didn't want to so now i'm recording the podcast instead (laughs) but i feel like i would have been introduced to like a trans guy community i mean I feel like it's kind of that with non-binary people when you go to like subculture or like a hyper pop <laughs> event. That's kind of what it's like. Yeah. Like you see there were recurring non-binary with, characters. Yeah. The they them convention. I see a lot of them. A uh, hundred gecks. Um, you'll see many of the same people. Actually, that's kind of a doll overlap. The hundred gecks shows. Mm hmm. Um, I mean, you see that also, like, my, like, friend who is a lesbian in Atlanta said she knew all the lesbians in the city. I'm sure it's similar for, like, I feel like lesbians, you know, horny lesbians all know each other because they've all fucked each other. Probably the same with, like, you know, gay men. If you're horny, you'll find the rest of your people. (laughs) So what, why haven't you found your people yet? I've certainly found non-binary people <laughs> um, through being horny, I guess. <laughs> the horny is the conduit that you're taking to meet people. No, I guess that's What real. other reason is there to meet people? <laughs> I can't imagine. The reason it came up last night was that there's a digital element to it um that i hadn't been there before in communities past that predates social media i suppose but now the small trans world is a small truly a small trans world it is global um you i mean you can kind of perceive that any doll with any kind of social media presence whatsoever is maximum two steps removed from any other doll Yeah, like, I was telling you about a girl I know in New York, and my instinct was to see if you know anyone who follows her. And I totally did. Like, as soon as I pulled it up, we have, like, seven mutuals. I would argue that online is probably the first um, frontier for meeting people, especially, I feel like trans girls meeting other trans girls are more so online than in the outside world. That's because a lot of trans girls don't go to the outside world. Yeah. They only exist online. Yeah, and like, I don't know, I hear you talk about girls who you like you seem to know very well but will never see in person even though they live in this city because they don't go outside. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because you, you talk to somebody a lot, especially... I guess it's different for people who live in L.A. that it's like, 
I'm getting to know them better because I'm anticipating seeing them at some point. And then you just realize sometimes that bitches don't really be leaving the house. And then it's like you've invited them to 15 functions and they found a reason not to go to all of them. So it's like, okay, I'm over this. I think you can tell there's a filter for dolls that go outside and have friends and engage in community events and go to functions and like anime discord 4chan dolls who don't leave their house so i tend not to spend too much time online engaging with people that i could never have a physical personal friendship with that makes sense i mean naturally if you meet someone online um there's a good chance that that's their realm you know they're they stay online if you meet someone in person feel like it's more likely that they'll be out and about i don't know about that either i mean i've met tons of people online that are just as out and about as i am that's why i think that the people who actually go outside kind of tend to connect to each other even if it's via online like i am online obviously Mm-hmm. I have a fucking meme page. Well, everyone's online. Everyone's online to some degree, but it's like I mostly am not online. I'm way more not online than online. That's crazy because I see you texting all day. I mean, I fucking work from home. Yeah. I'm. I'm in that sense. I guess I am online for work, and I be texting bitches. But like, I'm gonna leave the house at some point and go out to a function and see some people. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I mean, I'm just more of an introvert, so I like staying in more because I, I get tired. That's fair. But was, that doesn't mean I'm online I was only. Working, I was working towards the point of saying that it dawned on me how small the trans world is when I moved to L.A., because uh-huh. I felt like, A, I had a reputation that preceded me <clears throat> because of my meme page and the few girls I knew in L.A. already who already knew all the other new L.A. girls that I was meeting. And it sort of was like my reputation preceded me, which was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I wish it hadn't. Um, I wish that people only knew the coolest possible image of me which i'm not sure is what i'm necessarily projecting online at all times but they know that image now so it's not important mm. and instead it's are you sissy allegations are you sissy allegations <laughs> <laughs> but i mean the new people that i meet here brand new people that i literally run into at a function for example last night by chance 14 instagram mutuals like it's just how it is like i can't tell you the last time i've encountered a doll in any capacity in person or online and no one i knew knew them it just doesn't happen it's kind of a red flag even if no one knows the yeah person. i'm like like why does no one know you that's a little that's a little sick that makes my tummy <laughs> rumble why like who are you are you a ghost i mean not necessarily it's a red flag but it's kind of mm. if you were going outside bitches would know you that's true maybe you should, they're new to going outside be gentle 
I'm, I mean, I'm not harassing someone because we don't have any Instagram mutuals. <laughs> I'm just saying I it would be extremely surprising to me to meet a trans woman in 2024 that I don't have any like connection to via other trans women because it's a small world. I know your point is that it is a small world, but I'm also kind of getting that it's very clout based. The entire world is very clout based. Oh, I guess. I, why? Why do you say that though? About this, I feel like you can gauge how you will feel about someone depending on who knows them. It's definitely helpful. I mean, I think that's why there's features like Instagram showing you mutuals. It's like these are the type of people that interact with this person you met. Mm-hmm. That definitely speaks volumes to me about, you know, what someone might be like when I first meeting them. Obviously, you know, the impression that they're making in my physical presence is the most important thing. But I think looking at someone's mutuals and seeing which of your followers also follow them is a helpful tool. I would agree. I just feel like I've never, I just don't be making friends like you do. So I feel like these social metrics. I don't think about as much as you do. That's probably a more common and more realistic take. Um, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm I'm aware of the fact that that's probably how most people think and perceive this. But I don't know. I, I just as like, as someone who wants to meet every doll on this goddamn planet of Earth, I just... I find myself talking to strangers a lot and these are the sort of these are the machinations that happen with trans people that don't happen with cis people like if I talk to a if I'm like if I'm talking to like a cis lesbian at the function I'm not expecting her to know anyone I've ever met in my entire life like truly and honestly genuine Mm -hmm. stranger to me maybe if they're just part of a I feel like with cis people it's like if they're part of a specific community like oh you're part of like kink stuff or like you're a dj or something yeah but even then it's like the 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 cis djs and the cis kink scene people outnumber the trans people and more importantly you can't comfortably assume that they all know each other you know Mm -hmm. like there's i know a handful a decent amount of people in this cis la kink community now and I by no means could make an assumption that by meeting someone new in the Cicely King community, I would never go, do you know this person that I already mm. know? Like, I would never make that assumption, that leap, because there's just, there's too many cis people out there and they're not as interconnected as we are. But if I met a doll in the kink community, there's a number of people I would be comfortable saying, you know, blank, right? And I'm assuming they would probably say yes, because mm. it's just more tight knit like that. Kind of like you guys are all in the same class at a college. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. That's like, that kind of becomes what it feels like. I mean, being trans in that way, like it's a cultural identifier. Naturally, you associate with other people of your cultural community. Like, I feel that a lot of Filipinos will be like, of course I know that person. They're Filipino. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, it's like how every Filipino knows that Bruno Mars is Filipino. 
and we'll tell you about it. That's kind of what I'm getting with trans girls. Yeah. But I mean, that's like a ethnicity thing. Yeah. And I mean, everything is clicky. You know, that's that's subgroups. And and you're right to to like conjure that. I'm just to to be even more specific is to say because we're all so promiscuous it's Mm -hmm. almost like any doll anywhere in the continental united states that you might run into you fucked someone who's fucked someone who's fucked them period i do not mean for these observations on my culture and community to be any kind of sweeping authoritative (laughs) statements it's not a census it's just what it's like being a tranny in 2024. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty cool that. Oh, it's super cool. Yeah. You can vouch like, yeah, like she has good pussy. Yeah. Literally like somebody, <laughs> somebody can show up in my DMs who's from like Detroit and I can reach out to a mutual like, hey, do you know this person? Like, yeah, I kind of know them. My best friend used to hook up with them. I'm like, is the dick fire? They're like, that shit is extremely fire. I'm like, yeah, right, they're like, I'm going to reply to this DM. I'm going to flirt. I'm going to make a move. It makes me think of this tweet that my friend sent me that was like, uh, my friend is uh, going on a farewell tour in Brooklyn before she has her 10 inch dick removed. That doesn't surprise me at all. That's exactly that's the type. Yeah, of thing I read do. that and I was like, "That's so lav." Yeah, if I was a top and I was getting fucking surgery, I would I would let all the girlies line up. There'd be a line outside our front door, outside this room. <laughs> They'd have broken in. We are in my bedroom, for the record. If getting gender affirming surgery, like this would never happen because I love bottoming, but if getting gender affirming surgery somehow prevented me from bottoming going forward like if that situation was just flipped somehow oh like okay i would go on a bottom farewell tour because i could i i would like i would be copping flights i mean to go on a bottom <laughs> farewell tour because i can tell you how many bitches would want to to say goodbye to my pussy one more time <laughs> i mean kind of the opposite if you got like a neo vagina you would be having like a welcome tour yeah, I could be. I could be having a welcome tour. Um, <laughs> that got me thinking about who I would let hit first if I got new pussy. Like, are we talking like a who, friend who or like a celebrity? Oh, like a person? If I could be anyone. I don't. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like my friends. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know if you were just gonna say a friend on the podcast. I don't know. I mean, I would have to think about it. I, God knows there's so many fucking tops in my life. I think I know who it would be at the end of the day, like push comes to shove. But um, will you say it publicly? It would be my friend Gwen. <laughs> like, I, I don't think she would mind me saying that. I'll, I'll ask her before we've uh, That's we funny. post this. But I like I don't think there's any there's any two ways about it i think your celebrity answer of timothy chalamet is really funny i mean that's probably just your generic celebrity hands answer right that's my generic celebrity with a dick answer. like who would hit yeah yeah i mean he's a cutie pie he's a little twink i love i love little twinks mm, i like twinks too <laughs> so the real topic i suppose the main topic that we wanted to talk about today is circumcision mm-hmm. because it's another 
little slice of cultural observation that I made um, as as a doll living her life. As of right now, that conversation is in the zeitgeist um, because people are talking about how cute and how sexy uncut girl dicks are. And they're right for that. Yeah. I'm going to... I already came out publicly on my meme account as circumcised, but I'll double down here. I am... I'm hoodless. Um, I'm... I'm a circumcised girly. And I made a post about it where I put whisper text over Jesus on the cross that said how it feels to be circumcised on trans Instagram in 2024. Yeah. Um, which was funny and got a bunch of girls talking about fucking circumcision in my comments and in my DMs. I also got some comments that I was really surprised about of girls who were like, really feeling upset really feeling some type of way about being circumcised yeah because i mean it's non-consensual it is non-consensual i just want to say i don't really give a shit yeah like at the end of the day uh girl dick is girl dick girl dick is girl dick dicks are cute my dick is cute Uh uh-huh so i don't care yeah you can have a cute dick cut or uncut agreed exactly like to me, I'm less hung up on this than some of the people who came up raging in the comments of that post about the fact that they were circumcised. I'm like, who cares? Your dick's probably cute. Like, yeah. it's not that deep. And I know, like, I had some people, some some hooded individuals pull up and talk about... Hooded like, in- You make it sound like they're the KKK. <laughs> <laughs> that was not my intention, but that's really funny. Um... No, I had them pull up talking about like like sensitivity. Yeah, like, there's this long right. held, l- vaguely pseudoscientific belief. Although I think there's a, a hand, a little bit of of legitimacy to it from like a neurological perspective, at least from the little bit that I know about it, that uncircumcised dicks feel more and more intensely than circumcised dicks, and I'm starting to think that that might be a problem for cis men who aren't on hormones mm-hmm. because i think if my dick got any more sensitive it would be genuinely debilitating <laughs> like i the last thing i would ever be worried about is that circumcision robbed a measure of sensitivity from my dick because if it was even worse than this i don't know what the fuck i would do I mean, isn't it supposed to be a good thing to, like, last longer? Like, if cis men were so worried about it, like, about being circumcised, shouldn't they be glad that, like, makes them less sensitive so that they can last longer than two minutes? I don't know what the cis man consensus is on pro or anti-circumcision. I mean, I think... At this point. I think they... That... I mean, not speaking on behalf of the cis man yeah, community. I mean, all cis men don't have a collective opinion. But, like, I feel like it has already been a sort of zeitgeist movement to be pro-uncircumcised just because, you know, you're kind of... I mean, obviously, most people have not had a choice in their circumcision, so it's mostly up Does to... Does anyone have a choice? Maybe if you you can get circumcised as an adult if you weren't as oh, a child. Geez. 
Really? Yeah, it's just ouchies. Yeah, ouchies. Like, you could do that. You just probably wouldn't because why, 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 why would, would you? you want to? Yeah, yeah. But, like, in theory, you could, and I'm sure at least one person on earth has been circumcised as an adult. Okay, that's probably true. Um, I mean, it's a cultural choice, usually, to, um, or it rather reflects the culture you're raised in, whether you're circumcised or not. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of, um, I guess, cis men were becoming aware to the fact that they were non-consensually circumcised and you know many that i've heard are pro uncircumcision in that way of just being uh perhaps counter-revolutionary or uh what do you call it like Oh no, it's like circumcision, like counterculture. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it's just yeah, it's it's sort of like weirdly, it sounds kind of contrarian, um, of like the because because it's only contrarian because we're Americans. Yeah, one of the only places in the world where circumcision vastly outnumbers uncircumcision. Yeah, and really the numbers. like really the like real reason why is just because like i mean obviously starting from like religion but um boiling down to like i want my son's dick to look like everyone else's i don't want him to be different because like Mm -hmm. his head looks different from other guys dicks I'm going to say something that I don't have numbers to back up. I have slept with a lot of people with dicks in my life. Mm -hmm. Earlier in my life, predominantly cis men, and then more recently, predominantly trans women. And I will say that almost every cis man I ever hooked up with, almost every cis man in my entire life I ever hooked up with, was circumcised. Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, it seems like among cis men... It is nearly ubiquitous in America. Mm-hmm. Also, it's not so much the case. Um, I mean, I I'm, guess I'm in... I'm surprised by the disparity of probably half the dolls I've ever hooked up with in my life were uncircumcised. I guess in your experience, but I was actually telling you that I feel like most of the women I've hooked up with have been circumcised. That's a little bit surprising to me, I, I will say. I would have to pull up the numbers you know (laughs) i maybe half maybe half is is generous but the point i was saying was among american cis men and dolls it seems like circumcision is more common among dolls and i have no sweeping conclusion to make about those numbers it's just something that i'm curious about and i was going to say i wonder if it informed circumcision take that the doll community has adopted recently but you have now informed me that that same take came pretty recently as from cis people as well in in a in a cultural movement that somehow missed me entirely yeah i mean i've definitely heard cis men especially cis men who are uncircumcised um to have been very vocally pro anti-circumcision simply because they were uncircumcised like i think i actually and i think we're experiencing like personal experience bias 
on both of our parts because I feel like more men that I've hooked up with have been uncircumcised than women. That's fascinating. Yeah. We Again, I'm I'm pulling up the numbers. You're but... looking at you're checking the spreadsheets and yeah. you're seeing the opposite experience. Wow, that's really interesting. But like I think if you are making the observation that more women seem to be uncircumcised, you're kind of suggesting a correlation between the two when, i'm not suggesting right. a correlation because there really is like I mean, none if, if there was a correlate like if we did if we took data and there was a correlation i am not suggesting that it's causal nor do i want to be the centerpiece of a <laughs> conspiracy theory about letting your sons not get circumcised eventually making them trans uh i do i want to say that does not start here but um, that was just my observation conversationally. But for you to come out with the opposite perspective is surprising and interesting to me. I mean, I'm still doing the math. You're doing the math. Do you have a spreadsheet on your phone? Yeah, Alexa's looking at their phone right now, like scrolling through their phone. Do you have uh, a spreadsheet on your phone of everyone you've ever hooked up with? It's just a list. Why? I like knowing for my personal like my internal data i'm not doing anything with this information i just like knowing i just like keeping track i don't know is it just a list of names or is yeah. there like it's a list of names it's a list of names there's it's a no, list of like, names like four stars three and a half no, stars it's only names <laughs> in chronological order do you think that's normal no I just don't, I kind of like, I don't want to forget, I guess. I even have the names of the guys I hooked up with at the sex party. Really? Yeah, I asked their names. Not specifically to put them in my list, but just because I was just kind of trying to break the ice. No, I understand why you... We're breaking the ice. I just, I'm fascinated by this idea that you have a list of everyone you've ever slept with in your phone. Well, I only started it as I started hooking up with more and more people, and I realized that if I didn't write them down, like they would, the memory would slip away from me. And yeah, like I, this is just a habit that I have of writing things down because I'm scared of forgetting. Hmm. I know it's weird with this specific... Uh... No, I mean, it tracks with all of the, like, journaling and stuff that you do. I'm just, uh, I'm surprised. It sounds like something that I would have said about you as a joke to, like, make fun of you. Yeah, I know. I was kind of inspired by, like, well, not, like, inspired. But I saw this book at, like, a zine fair I went to where a gay man had actually printed a spreadsheet of every other gay men that he had hooked up with their name age like roughly Mm -hmm. where he met them i think what they did yeah and like i was not inspired by it but i found it fascinating Uh, honestly (laughs) yeah you say that the reason i asked you if it was just a list of names is because you like that sort of data and that recollection and you're like a very you can be quite a detail-oriented person when it comes to things like journaling and keeping track of stuff like that i'm surprised that it isn't a full breakdown of everyone you've ever had sex like i'm surprised there's not more detail here 
there's not more detail because I feel very crude if I were to include mm-hmm. any extra details. And also, like, I kind of take a minimal approach to memory keeping where I write, I don't include every detail of everything that's ever happened to me. I'll just write, like, brunch, I had eggs and I went to this place with Lav and... I don't write like how I felt about it or anything just because I expect that if I read that memory, the feelings and details will come to me in my mind. Mm -hmm. And I just want to remember at least that it happened. So that's my reasoning for why my list is just names. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you ever stop keeping track? Maybe if I changed fundamentally as a person. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I don't think you're the type of person who's, like, susceptible to slut-shaming. I mean, I'm a bit... Are you comfortable talking about how long the list is? I'm a bit self-conscious. About being slutty? As a person. So I could be slut-shamed. I would say, like... But I'll tell you... If it hit a certain number where you're like, that's too many people to have hooked up with, I am stopping. I'm done keeping track. Would would that ever happen? I think if if I hit around 50 people... I wouldn't, I might think like, hmm, that's a lot of people. (laughs) I think I'm at least 20 right now. Nice. Thanks. I mean, obviously, body count doesn't really matter at all. But like, I mean, I'm not suggesting that it matters. I just think it's so funny that you wrote down. But I kind of like knowing. Am I the most recent person on the list? No. Slay. We, oh, oh, okay. I know who the most recent person on the list is. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. My bad. My bad. Um, <laughs> I can tell you what number you are on the list. If you... <laughs> I'm not the second most recent person on the list. Um, you're the third mo- re- most recent. Okay. Because I was gonna say we didn't hook up until after that play party. Uh huh. So you're forgetting someone. No, I I know I know the two people that are on the list after me because I. I was also there for both of them. You're number 19. Oh, <laughs> number 19. Yeah. I'm taking that to heart. I wish I could tell you the same um, metric, but I it would be impossible. I, too many. Yeah, it's like when we go get tested and the survey asks you how many people you've slept with in the past year and you're like i'll just put down five in the past year like that's i genuinely couldn't tell you how many people i slept with in the past year yeah i mean and that's fine you don't have to No, like i'm 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 owning it yeah it's but it's like but like my polycule and other people's polycules i've gotten involved with and like orgies and play parties and it's it would literally be like dozens and dozens of people and i what am i gonna count one by one on my fingers like mm, mm, mm. i don't know i don't know how many people I've, I've slept with in the past year you know how many people you've had sex with in your entire life i do <laughs> that's crazy to me that's insane to me like just the thought that I'm, it gives me comfort that that number for me, I'm incapable of being slut-shamed because I'm objectively slutty, and it doesn't bother me. You're just like... But seeing that volume would give me pause. You're completely oblivious to how many it could be. Could you guess ballpark? 
my god in your whole entire life this is gonna be sick (laughs) um my guess i won't be shocked by the number you say 200 i was actually gonna say like 200 in my mind that was the number i was thinking Uh, i mean i bet it's you know within 20 to 25 of of 200 plus or minus uh, somewhere in that range maybe that's awesome i gotta pump those numbers up these are rookie numbers <laughs> i mean it's not a competition oh i, I know. think a lot of people would be like disgusted and horrified by that a lot of people would be disgusted and horrified by tw- 20 <laughs> that really people puts, really people puts are, things into perspective I guess. people are disgusted and horrified if you have more than five in your whole life people are fucking dumb i've had sex <laughs> with more than five people at one time on numerous occasions it, yeah within your pump you're doing five in like two seconds <laughs> i think we lost the thread of we're, no the conversations we're stumbling into are way better than the ones that we like i thought we were gonna be like script this. circumcised or uncircumcised i think that's a I think that's a boring conversation. It is pretty boring. Day, you and I both like. There's so many more girth. Uh, yeah, that's a good. That, that's a good point. I was even gonna say, argue that like, uh, you know, I've I've had so many good experiences with both that I would. Yeah. It, it's not that important to me. Certainly, it would never make me handle any situation differently, whether or not someone was circumcised or uncircumcised. And you're right that there's like a dozen other physical characteristics that come into play and beyond that way more important than any physical characteristic is the abilities of the person themselves to use it and to adapt situationally and mentally to situations like it's so much more than the physical characteristics of a penis mm-hmm. i had a question prepared for this topic because I was trying to think about it in a trans lens. Yeah. And I was wondering if you think that being circumcised or uncircumcised would contribute to like any sense of gender dysphoria or like dysphoria regarding like bottom dysphoria, Mm -hmm. basically. That's a good question. Um, I can't uh, just off the top of my head, I can't think of any super compelling reason why it would change someone's perspective on dysphoria because it's the dick you have <laughs> and it's the one you've always had. Mm-hmm. So whether or not it's circumcised to me probably doesn't impact how much you how negative or positive your feelings are towards it because it's the only thing you've ever experienced. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the discussion regarding, like, oh, uncircumcised feels better, it's, like, more sensitive, is, like... You'll never... Almost no one you, can Yeah, that. you'll never know how m- how much more sensitive it is if you don't have that. Yeah, yeah. And I would never hear someone go, I'm so dysphoric of my uncircumcised true actually yeah i was circumcised yeah now that i think about it it wouldn't really work that way (laughs) i'm so i'm so dysphoric of my dick whatever it is circumcised or uncircumcised i wish i had a pussy i feel like cis men have dysphoria about if they're circumcised or not that's probably true actually yeah that's a that's a great point 
Um, I'm sure there are probably plenty of cis men who are heated. I mean, we watched that episode of How to with John Wilson. Right. I was There's thinking literally that dude, a dude at the end of the furniture cover episode, yeah, who is like mad as fuck that he's circumcised. He's, he's trying to stretching rebuild his it foreskin. Yeah, he's trying to stretch it back out. Yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome. Good for him. Can I take us for like a complete left turn? that has nothing to do with what we've been talking about for the last like 10 to 15 minutes of this episode yeah i'm speaking as a doll in a community where how big your dick is it's not really that important Hmm. Um, if anything it's like the girls who do have big dicks and never shut up about having big dicks everyone just kind of assumes they're not that good at using them Mm -hmm. and like most of the sex we're having is transfems is bottom for bottom anyway, so it's just rubbing fucking wet body parts, soft wet body parts all over each other in a way that doesn't even resemble the kind of conventional sex where having a big dick is a flex or anything. Not to say that every every doll with a big dick is bad at using it. There's some that are great at using it, but the people who don't shut the fuck up about it I mean, it's kind of like guys, too. Exactly. Yeah, like, that's that's almost resembling guy culture. But, like, dolls don't give a shit how big your dick is. I have definitely heard trans mask people, trans mask tops, really flexing hard. And isn't it... Their fucking T-dicks are huge. Isn't it so funny? Because the thing is one to two inches big at most. and But it's a mental thing. Sometimes. Like, I get it. I totally get it. But me and... Uh, my other trans mask friend, you know, we like will follow like trans guys on like trans guy porn performers mm-hmm. on Twitter who will be like using that pump on their T dick, making it like freakish, like, but it's they'll be like, it's so big, but it's like, and they're like, really holding it back but it's still like two inches (laughs) but it is a mentality thing rather than how big it actually is yeah yeah like if there's like a dominant trans mask person that is stopping me and they're talking about how big their dick is i think that's kind of hot i think it's hotter than a doll talking about how big her dick is yeah, it is pretty hot. I mean, I think it's hot if a girl is talking about how big her dick is. I've just been in too many situations with trans femme tops who feel like all they need is to have a big dick and everything mm-hmm. else will take care of itself. And then I've had so much more pleasurable and rewarding experiences, even being topped by girls with a lot smaller dicks because they're good at everything else like as i don't mean to say i'm not making any sweeping judgments here just to speak on my personal experience certainly relative to cis men having a big dick is way less important to trans femmes Mm -hmm. so that was my segue into bringing up the fact that a lot of the t-boys i know a lot of the t-boys i've hooked up with a lot of the t-boys i follow online like to flex how big their t-dicks are yeah i mean mine's kind of big it is exactly cool yeah and it is hot like i know i can't penetrate somebody with it but it's pretty hot to imagine that i can and like um if 
even if I'm like not wearing the strap at the time, I do like to like be on top of someone kind of somewhat role playing that I'm fucking them. Yeah, absolutely. With like not literally my tea dick, but like I don't know. I'd I can simply imagine like a phantom. Yeah, dick. yeah. No, absolutely. And then you're certainly not the only person to like describe that sensation. Really? I mean, Other people feel that? Yeah, and that is just to say that like, you know, trans sex at large in defiance of sex as purely for procreation has a lot of those quirks to it things that both mentally and physically feel so good and feel so right even though they don't fill out the very rigid very practical features of what sex is supposed to be and what pleasure providing is supposed to be mm-hmm. um i mean i all think kinds of stuff like that it's like i do sorry i'm this is like kind of just more this is like horny but i i do think it's pretty hot to be like when i feel like i'm like the guy or the man like having sex with a girl then like i don't know it feels really hot to play that role and it's kind of why like why i feel like if a trans guy is talking about how big his dick is it's hotter than if any cis man or trans girl was talking about how big their dick is just because like i don't know when trans men do like toxic masculinity it's like hot for some reason I'm glad that you said that because you didn't like, want to say it. I, but I, yeah, I don't want. I don't want to say <laughs> it, but like I totally agree with you. I don't know. Like I think it's In a like we're connotation at least. Yeah, I mean not like not like actual like, like if toxicity. it was. I mean like more like a like not actual abuse, but like fu- it's fuckboy shit. Yeah, like re- we're reclaiming toxic masculinity. Yeah, like like masculine sex traits that can be kind of toxic. And fuckboy shit, it's it's hot when T-boys do it, I think. Uh, it's just because of our T-boy swag. It's because T-boy swag, if you could bottle it, it's like we're condensed. To it. People would be hooked on that shit. T-boys, T-boy swag would be more addictive than any drug, any substance. It's because we're short kings, so it's concentrated. <laughs> That's a great theory. I also sorry. This is just another horny comment, but I do. Might as well wrap it up. Yeah, keep the horny comments coming for like five minutes, and we'll have ourselves a whole podcast. I do like when, again, when I'm topping someone, and I kind of use like my fingers in place of a dick um, is really cool. Uh, like you you mean hypothetically i wouldn't know anything about this but like <laughs> you're if you're like behind someone like if i over, were to be th- you you have your like hand and your fingers at like waist length and are like leaning into them into someone in a Indeed. sort of phantom dick type way yeah i yeah, I, can, I mean i can imagine at the <laughs> bottom that that would be really hot and really fun just 
speculating though yeah i don't know why i had never like i'd never seen anyone really doing that like in trans porn or like talk about it but it's uh pretty cool yeah i mean at the end of the day trans porn is still um most of the time performance even if it's yeah. made for trans like people. i'm just so like used they're, to they're seeing doing the things that that look good on camera yeah like i'm used to seeing strap yeah but yeah, you can definitely evil. top someone very effectively without strap oh certainly or, yeah or without real dick yeah i mean there are plenty of dolls out there who can't fucking get hard and they're still topping bitches there are plenty of t-boys who despite their big dicks cannot physically top someone in that sense and people are getting by bitches are getting topped on a regular basis it's a testament to human ingenuity and to the human spirit no matter what the obstacles we will find a way to top in this economy (laughs) we do what we can like it's the great depression (laughs) there's a top shortage there's a top shortage we make do country girls make do (laughs) trans bottoms make do this is a great episode of the podcast. I was going to say that it started slow, and I think it did start slow, but we yeah, rounded the it corner. Ramped up. We had a home run, and that last 30 minutes might be the best uh, section of podcast we've recorded so far. The moment I realized that you had a list of everyone <laughs> you've ever had sex with, it was just like, you know the way the like, pinball machine lights up? We'll have to delete this. No. What? I know. I'm joking. No, this is this is gold. This is, this is like what we'll win some kind of award for. This is like the no fly list. What do you mean by that? Imagine if they got the list. If my my list, oh yeah, it has to stay under under your, locks. Your the list of everyone you've slept with is like the leaked no fly list. Yeah, yeah. And so it would be obviously be a big moment if it were to get out. Yeah. Everyone, all your big fans would be pouring through it. You know what it would be more like? The Epstein flight. Shut up. (laughs) That was my first thought, but I didn't want to make that joke. I had to. I had to. Yeah. Although, no, we're done with this. (laughs) I think we're done with all of it. I think we've got a fucking podcast on your hands. Close this out. Yeah, that's it. Um, Episode four, Brain Fraud in the Books. Um, I'm Lex. What a fun one. I'm Lavender, um, and I, we didn't know where this podcast was going to go, so normally I would tell you what we were going to do next, but God, I think next we're going to talk we about- fucking know. We're, we're going to talk about like trans musicians we like at some point. You know what to be our next one? We do kind of eventually have to live up to the like trans media part of the podcast. Yeah. All we've really done is talk about sex and drugs. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. We'll make, you want to go ahead and put that on record? Make that promise? Is that going to be after you've had concerts that you want yeah, to go after to? Yeah, after Aisha, after Jane Remover. I will have plenty of fucking trans artists to talk about. Okay. The next episode of Brain Fraud, episode five, we're going to try not to talk about sex and horny shit the entire time. We're going to talk about some of the amazing trans musicians and artists that we've seen in the past like six months or so. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Look forward to it. Cool. Mwah. Bye.